All right, welcome back to the emergency goalies. There were only two games this week, so a little bit of a quicker recap, but uh, they started out with the Jets, and they did, well, I guess you could say glass half full. They played better against the Jets this time than they did last time, kind of. They uh, still lost, but it was only three to one. So, I mean, that's kind of progress. Yeah, definitely. It uh, it was still a game that the Jets carried the play pretty much from start to finish, but the Blackhawks played a little better defense and the goaltending was a little stronger. And yeah, certainly a less embarrassing uh, final outcome. Yeah. And then, of course, we move on to last night's game on Tuesday night. And, well, it wasn't very good for the Blackhawks, but it was certainly a memorable game against the Capitals. And uh, the whole story of this game was Alexander Ovechkin got a hat trick, including his 800th career goal. And as for the Blackhawks, that seemed like they were just uh, there to watch history too, because they did not play well. They got beat seven to three, and honestly, it wasn't that close. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty ugly game. The, I mean, it certainly wasn't their worst game of the year, despite the fact that they gave up seven goals. Um, I think there were a few players who struggled, including Mrazek. The Capitals did get a couple of fortunate bounces as well. I mean, like, especially on like Ovechkin's first goal, the puck just kind of found him in front of the net, despite the Blackhawks having a couple of guys right there, but it, it just kind of went right to Ovechkin's stick. So, you know, different things like that. And then like, I think it was their last goal bounced off of two sticks on the way into the net. So um, it, uh, it certainly could have been a little closer, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Capitals were the better team, and Ovechkin was quite clearly the story of the night. Um, I was glad to see that the Hawks fans, uh, you know, realized uh, the history that they were seeing and congratulated him. I'm sure it was nice just to have something cool happen at at a Blackhawks game, even if it was for the opposing team, so... Yes, and there were, I don't know if, like, Capitals fans, like, made a last-minute move, but there were a lot more Capitals fans than I've ever seen at a Blackhawks game. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, um, you know, any follower of the team in the area realized the, you know, opportunity not just to see the, the, the Caps in general, but that this was a potentially historic night and Ovechkin is a kind of, is the kind of guy that uh, tends to um, rise to the occasion on national broadcast games. And so there was just a lot kind of, kind of going into this one that indicated it just might actually happen. Um, you know, Ovechkin's been hot lately and just all the conditions were right. Like I said, national broadcast, bad defensive team, um, bad team in general. And 
despite the fact that the Capitals only got one power play opportunity, yeah. which is, you know, <laughs> um, certainly could have been a, a, a big deciding factor in whether or not Ovechkin could pull off the hat trick and goal number 800. But uh, yeah, I want to say all five of his were five on five. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the power play goal was not scored by him. So yeah, uh, just great performance, entertaining game. And uh, I can't be too mad at it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but we both like Ovechkin. So yeah, I'm not, not that upset by it. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a great player. Um, certainly some of the recent uh, politics have made yeah. it a little more difficult. Um, however, with a lot of the Russian players, I, you know, yeah. even our entire lives, you do have to wonder just how much um, <laughs> is completely in their control and... Um, I mean, as you say, they have family still living. Exactly. Um, you know, if this was 15 years ago when Russian government was a little less uh, um, potential troubling yeah. and uh, had been allowing a little more freedom, maybe um, it'd be a little easier to criticize. But um, with the way things currently are shaped, and then obviously when we were kids with <laughs> The Soviet government, you you had the similar concerns. So, yes, yeah, I don't. Uh, I certainly don't like some of the things that have surrounded Ovechkin lately. But, um, like I said, it's it's as an outside observer, it, it's it's difficult to 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 truly assess. Yes, and uh, great hockey player. Uh, you know, he's he's been one of the the greatest of all time and one of the most entertaining um, to watch. So, yeah, and obviously, you know. I always kind of when that they'd be the old school Canadian people like your Don Cherry's like so hostile the European yeah. players. I always sided with the European players in those. Right. They always had a bit of a soft spot for guys like Ovechkin. Yeah, and you know, and we we talk about generational players available in drafts and at least in my lifetime, uh, you know, there's been Lemieux, there's been Lindros, um, there's been Crosby, uh, Crosby and McDavid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously all four of those guys are Canadian. And you have to wonder if Ovechkin had been Canadian, would he have been considered in that tier right from the beginning? as opposed to just, oh, he's the best Russian in, you know, since Burray or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if he would have been surrounded by the, the Canadian press hype from the time he was 11, 12 years old, or even earlier in some cases, yeah. I think he probably would have fallen into that category and there would have been a lot more hoopla around him from yeah. day one. It's going to be, you know, if he does end up being passing Wayne Gretzky though there's gonna be there's no dispute that he I don't know if you could say he's the greatest ever but certainly in the top three I I think if I I mean honestly I would already make the case that he's the greatest goal scorer ever yes um but 
if he passes Gretzky, I don't know that there would be That's really true. any valid dispute. Um, you know, Gretzky played his entire career, except yeah. for the last couple of years, in a high-scoring environment. And this is not a high-scoring environment. Well, no, it is actually right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, for the majority of Ovechkin's career, he did not play in a high-scoring environment. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of the flip of Gretzky, who had the advantage of high-scoring environments until the very end, whereas Ovechkin, it's been low-scoring environments until the very end. Well, so, yeah, I'll give him, like, the first, like, 15 years, yeah. 10 years, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just very impressive. And... You know, maybe not the, you know, we're still not going to see anybody challenge Gretzky's point totals or anything like that, but just pure goal scoring. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to put him um, above Gretzky. Um, I never saw how play, so it's hard to, hard to judge there, but at least uh, from my lifetime and my experience, I, I would certainly put him above Gretzky. Yes, now. Speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, I don't know how much of the, if you listen much to the uh, announcing during the Blackhawks Capitals game, but uh, Chelios and Messier, not the best uh, announcers. I, I listened to none of the announcing. So. <laughs> um, I can't comment on that. Uh, um... This was definitely one of the games that I kind of listened on mute or in some cases, even a little bit of fast forward. Um, Made the right call. Yeah. I I, I generally stay away from ESPN broadcasts uh, in every sport. Um, So, yeah, I just I do not tend to enjoy any of their game presentations at this point. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we did get a nice surprise, though. Tyler Johnson came back. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he was the team's leading scorer when he got injured. And at least judging by his performance last night, seems to be picking up right where he left off. Um, You know, hopefully this indicates that – uh, rumors of his demise were greatly exaggerated, and not only can he maybe stay healthy and play pretty well the rest of the season, but maybe even through the remainder of his contract. And, you know, who, who knows, maybe halfway through next year, he'll still be playing well enough where the Blackhawks could trade him for a decent asset. So, yeah, uh, which, th- you know, that's a pleasant surprise considering – you know, what we expected when the trade was made. So. Yeah. So, and the other um, thing I say kind of commenting on, which I agree with is, I think Jack Johnson, I think it's, it's, it's okay now. We can, we've seen enough, I think. I, I, I know he is very respected as a leader and a guy who can help teach the young Blackhawks defenseman how to play, but that can be done from this point on in a limited role, even if it's just half of the games. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a nice three or four game run 
to begin the season. I might even say he was decent over that first 10 game stretch when the Blackhawks were also playing fairly decent as a team uh, since that point. Uh, yeah, I completely understand why um, uh, fans of his previous couple of teams are, are, are were, were more than happy to see him go. Um, he's just not very fleet of foot anymore and still takes some chances. And even when he doesn't take chances, he can still get beat wide. He can, uh, yeah, it's just, it hasn't been going very well. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe that's what they're, what the point was. I I really think that they were just looking for the, the best veteran presence that they could find willing to take a one-year contract and come here and, you know, just be willing to take a, a, a beating on a bad team. Yeah. And Johnson at least offers the sage experience element as opposed to just, you know, taking a flyer on whoever. Frankly expected at the beginning of the season that uh, um, Jared Tenority would be more of a, <laughs> a, a hindrance to the, blue line than uh, Jack Johnson, but uh, that's actually not been the case. And I don't, I, I'd almost argue that tenority has been nearly as good as Connor Murphy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very similar type players, to be honest with you. Um, they're better than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised by tenority. I mean, obviously he's not a game changer by any stretch of the imagination, but he has not been uh a reason that they have lost a game yet this season, whereas Johnson has been getting caved on multiple occasions. I think his play has also um, kind of dragged down Seth Jones on several occasions. And uh, I did notice today that, you know, they, they mentioned that the practice lines that McCabe had been paired up with Seth Jones and I'm all for that. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, they've been moving McCabe around, playing on the left side, playing on the right side, depending on, you know, who's been healthy. Now that everybody's healthy, the Blackhawks just need to, they need to stick him in the top four and leave him there. He's honestly been their best defenseman all season. And having him get third pair of minutes on occasion, depending on who they want to match him up with, is just not the right move. Yeah. For a while, the, the Jack Johnson, Seth Jones pairing worked, like I said, kind of that first 10 games. But since then, it's been a disaster and something needs to change, you know, and at least the Tenority Murphy pairing just, you know, at worst, they tread water or, or, or they're, you know, maybe a minus one. But um, yeah, the... The, the 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 Johnson Jones thing just they can't be done anymore. Yeah. So I guess now we'll uh, move on to the week ahead and starts out with a game against the best team in the West. So it's not great, but yeah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> at this point, the Blackhawks um, they have what. Um, one game remaining against Anaheim, I think. So, and it is at home in February. Uh, that yeah. might be the only game that the Blackhawks are going to be favored from here on out. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I know they play the, uh, the coyotes a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it, it, at this point, I don't know that it needs to be stated that, uh, um, any game that the Blackhawks play is pretty much going to be a tough matchup for them, but gotcha. you know, obviously, uh, when you're, when you're facing off against the, the top team in the, in the conference, it's going to be a bad look. Um, I, I think the one good thing is, is that it's at least at the front end of a back-to-back as opposed to the back end of a back-to-back, yes. um, especially since it's a home and away back-to-back. Um, so hopefully they've got some energy against Vegas because, yeah, they got the quick turnaround less than 24 hours later. They're going to be in Minnesota uh, to take on the wild and, you know, Minnesota's not blowing anybody out of the water this year, but they're still a, a, pretty good. a, a, a better team than the Hawks. And yeah. then, yeah, and then they do at least get to come back home, play the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we just saw the Rangers in New York. Um, so like a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure that was the Blackhawks' last victory, right? Or at yeah, least yeah. certainly their last uh, oh, regulation um, victory. It was their only victory in the last 13 games. Yeah, and so my assumption is the Rangers are going to be looking for a little bit of revenge. Yes. Um, I know there were a lot of people, uh, fans and media and stuff that were pretty upset with the Rangers' effort in that game. So, yeah, I'm expecting um, them to bring their A game. So, yeah, this could be a pretty ugly week, uh, considering yeah. the the nature of the back-to-back and the opponents. So, so I guess it will be another fun week. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we don't have any uh, uh, potential milestone historical events that are likely to take place this week. Nope. And uh, yeah, um, probably going to be a lot of coasting through the holidays here. Um, And then, yeah, you know, you kind of figure come January is when the trades. Yeah. Yeah. The discussions will need to start with Taves and Kane and whether or not they want to move or not. Yep. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much all we've got. I guess we can do, since Christmas is not until the, like uh, Sunday, we'll probably have a new episode next week. Yeah, I think we can shoot for either Tuesday or Thursday next week. We can kind of play it by ear, but then, yeah, we might want to take the following week off. Yes. So kind so of enjoy the Christmas, New Year's week. Um, yeah, to let all the listeners here are scheduling yeah. well yeah but we'll have one episode next week and then take a week off and hey i guess just got to keep going right absolutely it's gonna uh, we knew it was gonna be a grind and it's certainly become that yep as always michael on twitter mj underscore ernst um sth85 again you know you can subscribe to the podcast on the apple podcast app or Spotify and yeah, we'll be back next week. And as always, go Hawks.